0: Welcome to episode 10 of $5 Tuesdays, a weekly movie review podcast with me, your co-host Davis, and my buddy Skylar. Skyler, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, Davis. How are you? I'm doing well. We we finally did it. Broke through to the big one uh, you know, there, there there's a certain amount of swaggering excellence that that comes with that. And 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 I think that I think that it shows. Uh, we're we're like a big time movie review podcast now. We've done things from Pirates of the Caribbean to Five Bloods to District Annie. Nine. To, yeah, oh, did we do? And an, 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 Annie's coming up. That that's later oh, okay. in the year. Yeah, okay. cl- closer to Christmas time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what? Uh, well, you know what, what? What have you been? What what have you been up to this week? I, actually, first, very quickly. Are there any corrections? There was something I was supposed to check.
1: I I didn't check it. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> um, we need I, a
1: producer I, to check some crap for us because I, I can't. Know, I can't do it.
0: I, I I vaguely remember you supposed to be checking something as well, but I, I I didn't think to write it down. So, um, very quickly there there is one thing in our Inception episode. I kept saying uh, it, it, it I I think I was saying Kato instead of Saito uh, Oh you, you switched Lawton. off a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I okay. did. Um, but you know, we uh we 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 take it as it comes and we're going to we're, we're going to own up to that. So um a, another not not a correction but just kind of a matter of housekeeping, we are officially on Apple Podcasts and One of the special things about that, other than ease of use for iPhone users, is that there is a rating system. So if you would, please, please do us the kindness. I'll I'll drop the link in the description. Uh, Leave us a five-star review and put whatever you want in the content of the review. You can give us uh, streaming recommendations. You can give us insults. uh, You know, (laughs) someone, Someone said that, someone left a very kind review uh, at Jenna Kimball, said, this is a great podcast ranging from anyone who likes movies to the hardcore enthusiast. And then I I, I liked this point. She said, the hosts are funny and raw. It's not scripted or even super polished, which is what I like about it. Uh, (laughs) Is that uh, that a a jab? I'm I'm not sure if that's damning with faint praise, but we'll wear it as a badge of honor. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I, I like it. I, I I enjoy the occasional meander, you know? It's uh it, it it's it, it's fun to to just kind of let this conversation take us where it's gonna take us. So uh glad glad that at least some of our listeners enjoy that gentle meandering. <laughs> um
1: I I've reached out well, sorry, I, I shouldn't say I've reached out yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've initiated my attempt to get Ahmad best on our podcast.
0: Okay, so, so you...
1: I started following him on Instagram. Is the initiation?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i started following him. I'm waiting for the follow back to uh, <laughs> to, to to really grease the wheels. Um, yeah, Ahmad, come on the pod, man. You know, like it, you, you would be hard pressed to find a kid who liked Jar Jar Binks more than me uh he, i i i know that in hindsight it's it's very uh grating sometimes to to see that performance but i i i i i've even heard from like people who have kids whose kids watch like the clone wars episodes with jar jar in it and just a cacophony of laughter from the other room uh right just something about it really, really resonates with kids. So I, I I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I, I'm glad that he's kind of back in the Star Wars fold a little bit more.
1: Have you, is is the Jedi Temple challenge on Disney plus yet? Not yet. Okay, uh, so I've got to reach out to him before that comes out because I know his popularity is going to skyrocket.
0: Yeah, that, that Q rating is going to go off the charts, which like, I'm, I'm very grateful for the time in which I grew up as a kid, but uh, Je- Jedi hidden challenges, Je- Jedi temple challenges or whatever it's called, uh, it, it, it's basically like mixing legends of the hidden temple with Star Wars, which right. y- you'd be hard pressed to find two things like more in my, in my zone of interest as a kid. Uh, so be, being able definitely. to compete for that would have been a real, a real treat. <laughs> um, do you know how many
1: followers you have to have to be Instagram? What is it? Is it Instagram verified or something like that?
0: Verified. Uh, so there, there used to be a little bit more of an exact science to this. Apparently now the, the the verification process can be a little bit dubious. Uh, you, you definitely have to hit, some threshold probably like over one or five or maybe even 10,000 but oh, I thought you were gonna say five total <laughs> you one one must have at least one five <laughs> or even 10 followers before getting that blue check um uh, I've 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 heard reports that basically they're like fixers for this where you pay someone $500, 250 up front, 250 once you get the blank once you get the blue check and they like kind of massage the process, get get in touch with someone on the inside who who gives you the go ahead. I I know that in order to switch to like an influencer account on Instagram, uh-huh. you have to have 10,000 and that unlocks the ability to do like the swipe up feature and mm. have like insight on your engagement and everything uh but I, I i wouldn't wish being an influencer on my worst enemy uh so <laughs> not 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 something to aspire to <laughs> um i'm gonna reach out this week all right i mean i'll i'll, I'll reach out too well th- th- this will be a double-headed beast okay and and, and hopefully we scare can scare him <laughs> he's like whoa this five dollars Tuesdays podcast, man. I mean, it's I'm getting it every which way. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a mod best on soon. That that would be fun. Uh, speaking of people who who may have kind of fallen out of the the, the cultural lexicon for a bit, uh, I I was thinking today about the Walmart yodeling kid, and it's been awfully quiet on 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 that front. Do you, yeah. do you remember? I hope he's doing okay. Uh Walmart Yodeling Kid, I, I I hope that you're weathering the pandemic well. Um that you got plenty of wide open spaces to, to stretch your legs and, and stay safe. Uh, and I don't know. I I was never a fan per se of your music, but certainly love the love the passion, love the hustle. So I know. I know. Recently,
1: bad luck. Brian has come back into the the limelight a little bit. Oof, um, man! So original memes. Yeah, right here is what we're going back to. It,
0: memes. Memes are a weird thing. Uh, like, just th- thinking about like, you know, the the like, <laughs> the ur text, the, the the Rosetta Stone for memes, like bad luck, Brian, uh, and, and like you only had like six or seven meme templates to work from. And, and so some of them were like a little <laughs> above my head, but yeah. it, it, it felt like memes went from kind of this niche, like internet thing to popular culture. The, the, the tide began to turn on that when I was a freshman in college, because I remember uh, in, in between semesters I went home and a friend was like, hey, have you heard of memes? I was like, uh, yeah, but I don't really get them. And the the, the <laughs> those were the ones like, uh, uh, like I, I I don't know, like so, something happens and it, it's the like super stressed out uh, face guy. He's like, let cry yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- then they started making some of those like bad luck Brian. Uh, I I can't even think of the the, the other meme templates right now but yeah we, we we basically spent like two years beating six or seven images to death uh <laughs> like thinking lizard or whatever like that 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 little <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> it's like a frog
1: something right
0: there a frog, yeah. something yeah. Or i don't
1: know
0: there there were there, there were a couple that uh, frankly i don't care to like re uh Re- reimagine but very very weird time and 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 now memes have a have a shelf life of like 37 minutes before before they get gobbled up and you know turned into the new thing um i
1: i ha- have you have you gotten into tiktok at all
0: no I'm, i
1: know you like to dance but <laughs>
0: I, I like to dance, but it, it's it's for my wife's eyes only. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there there's no sexual undertones there. It's just oh, okay. I, I I do a triumphant practice. jig. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 some just some light river dancing before dinner. Um. Yeah are 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 you are you on the TikTok trend?
1: I'm not yet. Um, I don't know if I'm going to. <sighs> It, do you know? Okay, so I, I had an idea the other day that I think might be because I'm not in TikTok. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the platform entails. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an idea that I think might be might be TikTok. So maybe you can, uh, if, if if what I'm about to tell you is TikTok, shut down my dream. If not, maybe give me some encouragement. But it would basically be a video like social media platform similar to TikTok, where the only options are videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, all it are, all it is is, is different challenges going around the internet. And so mm. like people like either either someone in charge of the platform or, uh, you know, someone uh, like a user could submit a challenge that would, that would have to be approved by someone, right? That you couldn't do anything dangerous. Um, <laughs> but then that's all the videos are. So there's like different things you can click on like oh watch a bunch of people doing this challenge. Watch a bunch of people mm. doing this.
0: So so no like real life frogger challenge where people are just running <laughs> on super highways trying to cross the street. No. Um <laughs> they 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 just hit the big oil patch in the middle of the road and spin out. Um I I, I think that what you're describing is probably encompassed within the purview of TikTok but but may it, it it's certainly more streamlined so so you're imagining like you know Monday morning uh netizens what 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 whatever the app we'll we'll call it SkylarQ uh all right you know you users of SkylarQ the the challenge this week is the don't you come around here no more, challenge. Here's how to do it. it, it right. It, for 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 our uh LDS listeners, it's like when you go to EFY and the counselors teach you the dance on Monday night and then on Tuesday <laughs> night you bust it out at the dance. Um yeah, you know what? people people definitely have an appetite for these dance challenges so i I say go for it okay
1: i'm thinking I'm thinking I'm gonna call it vine
0: <laughs> i'm gonna <to> call it <laughs> vine
1: <laughs> is that a thing or i i
0: I honestly don't know how that how that stuff works like if you have a defunct company, do you continue to pay for like the intellectual property rights or could someone just say, hey, we're Vine, you know?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And then, and the the good thing about that is, is
0: like you already have all
1: this exposure, right? Like people think, <laughs> oh, Vine's coming back, but it's something completely different.
0: Or hey, hey, we're Vine, but you can film for 12 seconds now, so.
1: L- like I could, I could, if that were the case in theory, come out with a streaming platform called like Hollywood Video. Mm-hmm and it would be pretty popular already.
0: No, that that, that honestly, like, uh, especially for what you're pitching, like, hey, do you want to be famous? Upload your video to Hollywood Video and, <laughs> you know, and you can rent VHSs, <laughs> do both. Uh, I, I love it, do it, let's make it okay, happen.
1: I'm gonna try it, I'm gonna try it out. All right. That's the best idea uh, for an app I've had in a while, so.
0: there there you go man yeah build it get get some get get some v people in there and then sell it for like 30 million dollars and then watch it just get get totally tanked but you've already cashed out so it's all good there you go there there's no delicate way to transition to this but I, i i am curious are you are you familiar with the work of director robert rodriguez
1: yes grindhouse
0: yeah. Okay. So, uh,
1: he—that's the only work of his I'm familiar with. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, oh, and well, I think
1: he also made a might have done like uh,
0: Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead or something. I, I'm I'm not sure about Day or Dawn of the Dead, but I I want to read off to you a few of his movies. Okay, and and you can basically put these movies in three different buckets, right? Okay. So. So in, in the first bucket, this is like early work. You've got like El Mariachi, Desperado, From Dusk Till Dawn, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. All, all are kind of like action Westerns. Um, they're, they're, you know, pr- pretty, pretty traditional modern Westerns.
1: Um, and, and I think all of those, other than El Mariachi, are like in, are, they're a trilogy, I believe. Uh, they're
0: there, there definitely, there, yeah, they're there, there additions to, to Okay, to no, these So maybe
1: different stories, but their yeah. characters are the same. Okay.
0: Next, Robert Rodriguez took a very interesting detour into a little movie known as Spy Kids, Spy Kids uh, 2. Spy Kids 3, Spy Kids 4, and The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I mean, on, on top wow. of that being an absolutely bonkers U-turn away away from the kind of movies he was making, what, what, one of the things that I remember about the Spy Kids franchise as a whole is really really visual, you know, like they, they, they kind of grab yes. you with, uh, w- with everything that they're throwing on the mm-hmm. screen. And then I, I think that making those kinds of movies influenced Robert Rodriguez's next, next kind of foray because he made Sin City, Planet Terror, Grindhouse, Machete, Sin City 2, and Alita Battle Angel. And all of those are like a return to kind of a more action a- a- adventure type but but they're like hyper stylized you know right. sin city was designed to look like it's popping off of like a comic book uh obviously like planet terror grindhouse machete they they're all um they they they're just like i, I don't know I, I, everything is just like super saturated and right. and, and and heavily stylized Anyway, I I don't have much more to add to that, but I, I was bored today and I was thinking about I I was thinking about uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I've never seen it, so I went to look up the Wikipedia page for the plot. It, it it was no help at all. I still have no idea what that movie's about. But then I started going through his movies, and uh, j- just an you know, it, interesting little uh, little little there. path he's had. So wow. We, yeah, we we look forward to the next edition in the Robert Rodriguez canon. Have you? I I only
1: thought of this because um, someone who helped Robert Rodriguez do Grindhouse, I believe, was Tarantino.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, have you ever seen any Tarantino films?
0: Uh yes, I've I've seen a couple. I've seen okay, yeah, Inglorious Bastards, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh... I I know I haven't seen Kill Bill. Um, okay, I think there might be one more in there, but yeah. Do you have a, Do you have a favorite? What are your What are your
1: general thoughts on Tarantino?
0: <laughs> so Tarantino and I uh, fundamentally disagree on what makes a movie fun. Uh, he he believes that gratuitous violence is is the key to a fun movie. And I, I I tend to disagree with that sentiment as a whole. So I, I, I I'm I'm cautious when when going into a Tarantino film because I know that there there will be something that will make excessive. me yeah it, it, it's just yes. it's it's it's, it's ewy. Um, yeah what 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 about you yeah I um
1: I. I'm not a huge fan of the gratuitous violence either. Um, But his movies just suck me in. Like, um, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was pretty devoid of it until the very end. Um, uh, The violence, I should say. But like, (laughs) I don't know. He's just, he's a master of like using dialogue to make, you know, scenes excellent. And um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I I always see his. I, I've seen every one of them, but I always look forward to seeing his films because even like I, I can't even think of like a, a particularly engage, super engaging, you know, plot a plot of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, like it wasn't there wasn't anything spectacular about it, but it just like kept me hooked. I, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but I I really enjoy his films
0: so to to your point like what one of the things that he does really well that i like is a lot of his movies are very interested in like character they they they're rooted in learning about these people so so what, once upon a time in hollywood is a good example where it's not it's not so much the plot it's just kind of rick dalton like trying to try, trying to make it uh, try, right. Trying to maintain his relevance, but we kind of see the changing of the old guard. He's on the way out. Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate are on the way in. Uh, the the city is being overrun by disgusting, filthy hippies, and, <laughs> and 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 throughout it, you just get these little vignettes where you learn about about these characters. You 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 learn about Rick. Um, Brad Pitt's character's name is escaping me right now but you know you you, you learn about him and a- along the way you're seeing bits and pieces of Sharon Tate you're seeing you're seeing things about some of the movers and shakers in Hollywood and I, I i think it's kind of your your affinity for these characters that that keeps you engaged and keeps it moving and i i really like these uh these kind of exercises in in learning about a character and, and growing close with them throughout the movie. Uh, that, however, is one of the things that I think some people who were looking for a more narrative-driven story ding Tarantino for, so. Right. Different strokes. Um, his name's Cliff Booth. Oh, of course, Cliff Booth.
1: Just so we don't have to go to corrections next week.
0: With that. <laughs> I, I was talking to my wife yesterday and I would love to have a dog like Cliff Booth's dog where all I have to do is like, and you know, it knows, eat your food, yeah. attack that man's crotch. uh yeah. y- y- You know, do, do, do what I want you to.
1: If, if we had read, ready access to dogs like Cliff Booth's dog, there wouldn't, I mean, I think most people who like, I think we could all agree to get rid of firearms because you would just have a dog that would replace that you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if, if, if you' if your reasoning is oh yeah I just you know I'm trying to keep my family safe well now you have a dog that on command will sick balls like chopper from stand by me yeah um, uh, sorry do we need to do we need to bleep that out
0: Chopper will sick beep <laughs> no, it, it it would it would be very fun to like, and you know, boom! It it I don't know. Gra- grabs that frisbee from the bush. Uh, like we said, kills people. You you name it. Really,
1: <laughs> I'm really hoping with my dog um, that when I whistle, she'll just come to me. Like that's that's what I'm going towards. Um, and uh we're we're pretty far off so
0: i i, I there's I, no hope small, small steps <laughs> I, I i found that most dogs uh with with enough gentle prodding re- react pretty well to you know what what what's your dog's name what i we call her ruby I, <laughs> I, I i thought that'd be a pretty easy question <laughs> uh, but but you know you look like ruby Ruby, come here, Ruby, come here. And then if, if, if all else fails, you kind of hold your hand out. You want a treat? You want a treat, Ruby? Right. Come on, Ruby. After Doesn't two, work. <laughs> After two or three minutes of, of that, they, they usually feel pity for their owners and and <laughs> saunter over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I probably looked really stupid to her, but when I, whenever I have to call her over, she knows who's in charge.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm your owner. You you need to respect me. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into the fast five. So okay. it it's it has it it has been disheartening to uh to continue to announce these, but but we've got kind of a big slate of delays. Some oh, are pretty I notable. I thought it was more
1: tenant. I thought it was more tenant news.
0: Nope, not <laughs> Uh, even though there was a little update about that, I don't trust them anymore. So we're, we're not going to talk about it until it's like right up against it.
1: Delayed uh, till 2024.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> so Christopher Nolan just drops a double release. <laughs> it's j- just a double feature. Hey, it's me, Christopher Nolan. You, you might know me for movies such as that one that you haven't seen for three years. Um, Okay, so Disney announced quite a few delays. Mulan has been indefinitely postponed. The next Star Wars trilogy, which was set to start December 2022, has been bumped back a year to holiday 2023. Avatar 2 has been pushed back to 2022. And then there were a number of other delays. The French Dispatch, the Wes Anderson film, has been delayed indefinitely. Quiet Place 2 and Top Gun Maverick have both been delayed to 2021. Uh I if you'd like, I can read you the movies that are still set to release this year. Go for it. Okay. so uh, there there'm I'm, I'm just gonna go for the ones that people like might have heard of, because uh, there are some that <laughs> just don't 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 even deserve a few seconds on this pod. uh the most notable one, first to release is august 28th new mutants right after okay. that we've got bill and ted face the music Oof. uh there's the king's man a, a, okay. a prequel to the kingsman trilogy or franchise uh wonder woman 1984 candy man death on the nile a little later in the year you've got black widow this isn't notable but i i guess there's a clifford and the big red dog movie coming out in november whoa really is yeah. it animated uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's live action and that there's just a 60-foot red Labrador. <laughs> um, we, we've got Pixar's Soul, No Time to Die, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, Dune, Coming to America 2, West Side Story, and then to close us out, to ring in the new year, we've got The Croods 2. Wow, The Croods 2, huh? Yeah, just under the wire, December 23rd. There are some good ones in there still. Yeah, it, it, and it's like there's there's just enough to uh to make it feel like if if theaters ever open back up, like you'll you'll have a reason to go to the theaters at, at least a couple times this year depending on what what strikes your interest. Uh and and, and I'm sure that may, maybe maybe some of these other movies will be rushed into theaters once once there's trust that they'll open and stay open and stay open, but if if these are all the movies that are left to release in 2020, there's like like 20 movies for the whole year, mm-hmm. so uh, d- seems like it's going to be kind of a soft launch once once movie theaters open back up, um, and and then of course there's l- looking at this list there's at least. 30 movies that were supposed to come out this year that got pushed to 2021, including Minions, the rise of Gru, which like, have we not suffered enough? Uh, And then, yeah, I know. Uh, And then in there, there's at least a half dozen or so 2021 releases that have been bumped to 2022. So I, I, I don't think the, the dominoes from this, uh, f- from this are, are gonna stop falling anytime soon, but we, we hope that on August 14th, if it is safe to open, that the movie Greenland starring Russell Crowe, which is like a natural disaster movie, will indeed be the one to, to test the waters and see who's, who's willing to, uh, to brave the, the pandemic. I certainly won't be for, for Greenland, but.
1: (laughs) Do you know if, I don't know why this just came to me. Do you know if there has ever been a movie that has had a sequel released within the same year of the, of the first movie?
0: Like within the calendar year?
1: Calendar year. Or, Or not even necessarily that, but within a year. I mean, this is excluding obviously like the Marvel movies because you could argue that all of those are sequels to each other in some regard.
0: Right. I was. Uh, I, I, I I was I was thinking yeah like Marvel. No. Force Awakens. I I. Star I, Wars? I thought that was.
1: Uh, no, not. Uh, what about the prequel trilogy?
0: Hmm. Let's look it up.
1: Maybe not. Attack of the Clones is 2002. Oh, wait, what, what about, uh, Lord of 2005. the Rings? Two thousand five. Lord of the Rings. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think Lord of the Rings was.
0: Ah, um,
1: they're showing it at movie theaters near me.
0: Yeah. So Lord of the Rings, uh, December 19th, 2001, December 17th, two 2000- thousand. Uh, or D- December eighteenth, two thousand two, and then December seventeenth, two thousand three. So, all right, yeah, Lord of the Rings, way to do it, guys. Uh, all right. yeah, really <sighs> fellowshipping that ring. Um, I who, who knows? M- maybe m- maybe we'll just get like a deluge of good movies through twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. But it, it feels like w- with so many that are still just kind of like an idea, or, or maybe like being edited. There, there's only so many people uh, who can do each job. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, at, at some point this is gonna catch up with us. And as we sit as old men waiting to die, there, there's gonna be a movie that we were really excited to see, but then we die before it comes out. And it'll be because of this backlog with coronavirus. Anyway, moving on. Um,
1: oh, was it? Do you know? Uh, sorry, you're cut good. You off there. Um, <laughs> moving on. Know, hey, wait. <laughs> uh, I always do this, but um, do you do we know any th- any info about this the next Star Wars trilogy that's coming out? Does it have writers or anything? Directors? No. Nothing?
0: Uh, I. I, I'm thinking. So they they haven't announced anything about it. I, I don't even think there's officially a director attached to it. It is going to be a trilogy. Um, if if memory serves, Ryan Johnson is the only one still like attached to a trilogy. Taika Waititi mm-hmm. was announced to do a Star Wars project. So I'm thinking that this might be the Ryan Johnson trilogy. That that being said. Right now, when 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 Bob Iger goes in front of the the timeline at D twenty three or whatever, like it just says Star Wars on it. So that that could be anything, anyone. Maybe they start this new uh, new, new series of Star Wars movies with like a Star Wars project or, or a Star Wars story, and then lead into a trilogy. Or I, I really don't know.
1: What if Taika Waititi's Star Wars project was like, like a a Star Wars exhibit at uh, at 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 a museum for like a a university, <laughs> like in, in the area or something like that? Ty Ta-
0: Taika Waititi spends two hundred million dollars and spends <laughs> two years building a Disney exhibit at the Disney Store at Times Square, just j- j- just like a little corner where you can where you can buy like. A little baby yoda head thing where where you have his wrinkled green forehead and large ears and and, and it keeps you warm during the winter we're, we're, we're pleased to announce that the taika watiti's hard work has paid off there, there's like a little ribbon cutting ceremony with all the like bargain bin elmos and and hulks in the background
1: that's something that i'd like to see yeah
0: <laughs> the, the, the more the more i talk about it the more i'm kind of convinced that that's that's where they're going but we'll we'll just have to see um all right ne- next up on the fast five apparently brie larson has, has said that she wants to play samus in a metroid movie so to be clear no no current plans that that a movie like this is even being made but Brie Larson kind of set the internet abuzz when, when she shared a fan edit of her in the, in in, in the Metroid armor. Uh, I I mean, you, you, unbeknownst to the listener, you, you've kind of been nodding and and fist pumping. I'm assuming this is something that you would like.
1: I was just stretching. (laughs) i just
0: kidding. (laughs) Ah, I'm bored. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't think of a better casting honestly. She uh I think that would be stellar and the movie's going to be so great um when when it comes out uh next year.
0: Was that, was that what
1: you said? Was that the news?
0: Can't can't wait for its <laughs> February 2021 release. <laughs> it's just shot on like a Canon PowerShot. <laughs> shot. you heard 3. it 34 megapixel first. camera. Yeah. <laughs> Like like all, all all those all those iPhone commercials where it's like shot on iPhone, they they just make a yeah. feature length film on on an iPhone 11 or whatever
1: because it's no, got I three think cameras. I, I would be really excited for that.
0: Uh, so I don't have like a ton of. Uh, I I I didn't grow up like worshiping the the Metroid franchise. I I recognize right. Samus as a very useful character on Super Smash Bros. Uh, and and I played I've I've played the Metroid games a little bit, but but it wasn't really a part of my childhood. That said, I I think that Brie Larson is would would be a great cast. I, I think that there's enough there to make it a pretty interesting movie, especially, uh, I, I don't know. You, you could, you could go a- almost like a pseudo superhero, just kind of action adventure movie. I, I wonder, cause she's always fighting off like aliens and stuff. Uh, yep. I, I, I wonder if you could weave in like some light horror elements, it, m- make it more right. kind of like, you know, she's, she, she's in the fight for her life I, anyway. Um, I, I will say that I th- I think that Brie Larson takes a lot of flack, m- much of which is undeserved. Uh, like the, the nerd community, just uh, like Star Wars and comic books and video games and all that, they, they want. A champion, like so, someone who who feels like them, who who likes the things that they like, to to take on these roles, and Brie Larson is just that. Like she she is very invested in, in in kind of like the the comic book superhero, video game, you know, world, and and unfortunately, I I think that for for politics or or whatever else, she she gets. Uh, mistreated by by a lot of her would be fans so i I don't know if this will be the movie that somehow like breaks the dam on that and and she she starts to get more uh respect or at least less vitriol but here's hoping
1: um my only hang up with this movie possibly being released is a fear deep down that they will eventually make a super smash brothers movie. <laughs> and I know that will happen. It's going uh, so to happen.
0: So 2021. It is, it is Metroid owned by Nintendo. Like, like, is that a Nintendo property? So. Yeah. I only ever played
1: like Metroid prime, um, echoes and stuff like that on the GameCube. Um, right. I, I th- I'm I'm almost certain that uh and, and whoever corrected us on the sonic thing uh feel free to check into this for us because yep I I am by no means an expert on this but I believe samus um and the metroid franchise is owned by nintendo
0: yeah my my buddy ryan we're calling out to you right now text me um but, but we I, are we live
1: streaming this <laughs>
0: Oh, whoa, oh, we've got a live listener. Um, uh, I, I feel like Nintendo has been pretty protective of their IP, uh, and, and that might be because they, they learned a really unfortunate lesson with the live-action uh, Super Mario Bros. with, with John Leguizamo. Um, m- maybe, maybe they got burned so hard on that one, they just said, never again. Like we, we we will not see our our IP dragged through the mud like that. I uh, don't know if there was a worse movie. Um, I would put it right there with
1: Baby Geniuses two super babies. I, I
0: I agree with you. And where where I think Super Mario may get the nod is like, sure, sup, uh, sure Baby Geniuses is like one of the greatest movies of a generation, but. There, there, there's something about Super Mario that that's like near and dear to my heart in a way that Baby Geniuses, that that legacy being tarnished just didn't hurt quite as bad. Right. So yeah, a, a, a more grave sin. While while we're on <laughs> the topic of like video games and and everything, uh, you may may not have heard about this, but San Diego Comic Con had the Comic Con at Home this this past week. Mm. There, there were a few tiny nuggets, uh, most of which were just delays that were being announced. We we saw the first scene of New Mutants and got a release date, which August twenty eighth. Um, y- yes, on August twenty eighth for for New Mutants. That that was kind of the the big thing, but uh, I. I one of the reasons that I may be the, the first one to tell you about this is because engagement was way, way, way down. Uh, Twitter traffic and, like, tweets that that were talking about San Diego Comic-Con were down nearly 95% from, wow. from their traditional average. So, uh, I, I mean, it, it sucks because, like, obviously Comic-Con is is reliant on like that person to person interaction, you see lots of cosplay, you see lots of cool things, but it's also like there there wasn't that much to announce. It it, it was kind of a bummer uh, bummer press conference.
1: Right. I would love to go to Comic-Con in San Diego sometime. Um they uh, I have I have some animosity towards them because and this is dumb. Uh, but they ended up suing uh, Salt Lake Comic Con a few years mm-hmm. ago, and forced them to change their name to Fan X. So,
0: ah. uh, I
1: mean, not not that the I mean, whatever. It's still the exact same, but
0: I, I'm, I have I'm, to tell
1: people that I go to Fan X instead of Comic Con.
0: I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's just Fanks.
1: Oh, you're right, you're right. It's not Fan X. It's Fanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was mispronunciation.
0: Welcome. To thanks, um, <laughs> did he just say thanks? <laughs> I just wanted to thanks you all for coming. Uh, we so you you live in Utah. I I lived in Utah for for a while. Did my undergrad out there, and the 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 animosity between Salt. I'm just going to call it Salt Lake Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con. Is it is very interesting. Um, Salt Salt Lake, I, I feel almost exclusively as a middle finger to San Diego Comic Con for many years. Would would advertise their Comic Con with a w- with a quote from the the now departed Stan Lee, which was you know this is the greatest Comic Con in the world. And <laughs> all right. Yeah, they 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 just used that everywhere, plastered it throughout uh, throughout the the valley, and a, again, like I I guess it got under San Diego Comic Con's skin enough to pursue legal action because now now we've just got Fanks and on name alone, I don't know if you can call that the greatest Comic Con in the world. Did
1: does Stanley still make appearances at these?
0: Uh, if, if you were to bust out the Ouija board, I, I suppose he may <laughs> make, make an appearance here or there. His, his spirit <laughs> is no doubt felt. Um, I, <laughs> there, there, have you ever heard
1: of Ren and Stimpy before? Yes. So when I was, I grew up watching Ren and Stimpy. We, we would always go to the local video store on a Friday night and we would get four or five VHSs with Ren and Stimpy on it. And there, there is one episode in particular where sometimes in between like short clips uh, uh, of the show, they do like weird, almost like a commercial or something that's advertising some bizarre product, like, like powdered toast man as an example and just weird stuff. But one of them, um, the commercial they were doing was like a knockoff of KFC and, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the colonel had passed away many years prior um, to, in, in, in like the, the filming of the commercial or whatever. And so you, you would roll up to the drive-thru and they had the colonel like tied up to, the, sorry, oh they had the kernel, the colonel's corpse tied oh up to gosh. like where, where you would order and they had like a mic in his mouth and it would say like, can I take your order? And it's like coming right out of his mouth. I don't know. It's kind of bizarre, but I was just wanted to the same thing with Stan. Uh, in,
0: in, Emmy nominations dropped today. Uh, the Mandalorian picked up a whopping 15 nominations, including best drama. Whoa. HBO's Watchmen uh, had the most nominations of any show with either 18 or 21. I can't remember. Uh, this Is Us had a relatively poor showing and both Kristen Bell for The Good Place and Reese Witherspoon for all of the shows that she's been in this past year were both snubbed for Outstanding Actress Awards. Was um, Rhea
1: Seahorn nominated? Who's that? Rhea, Rhea Seahorn uh, or Sheahorn? I, I don't know. It's, it's oh, for Better
0: Call Saul. I believe so. She me- better like she, She's
1: phenomenal. She better be. I think it might be Rhea, Sh- I don't even know how you say
0: it. Raya Sehorn. Oh, yes. boy. I, I hate to say it, but five hours ago, Decider.com released an article that said, the Emmys should be embarrassed for snubbing Rhea Seahorn. Wow. Parentheses again, close parentheses.
1: That's shocking. Better Call Saul probably got nominated for a few, though, I would imagine.
0: Uh, yeah, there, there were a lot of shows that had, that that had good showings. Most of the drama category was, was taken up by HBO shows, which so like succession. Uh, I, I I mentioned Watchmen. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting a few of the other popular ones. I, I, I know Westworld was kind of a fart in the wind. Uh, but I I was really happy to see some of the shows for comedy that that were getting nominations. So Dead to Me and What We Do in the Shadows both got some love. Um Shits Creek got 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 some good. buzz. Yeah. Yeah, just good good, good shows and, and and I was especially happy to see that um that uh the, the the mom and dad from Shit's Creek, I, I, their their names are escaping me, but they they oh, each got uh, um,
1: e- Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy and, and Catherine O'Hara.
0: Thank you, and Catherine O'Hara. They they got nominations for good. outstanding actor and actress. Oh, what a good show! Yeah, it's I, I I haven't finished the final season. I'm I'm trying to like ration it out. Uh, just, yes, just give it to myself bit by bit. Ha- have you gotten into Curb Your Enthusiasm at all? No, so I Instagram really wants me to get into Curb. Uh, I I'm I am targeted with a lot of like Curb clips, mm-hmm. and the vast majority of them are very funny. But I, I I've never just sat down and, and started streaming it start to finish. Uh,
1: we we started with season one, and it's it's pretty slow moving. But um, I I feel like that's Fairly common with most series, but Mm -hmm. man, it really takes off. It's brilliant. Did that get any nominations? Uh,
0: I I don't have the full list in front of me, but I I have to assume that it would have. Well, great.
1: What are we gonna do without the full list?
0: Um. Well, let's see. I'm uh, I'm 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 looking, and there aren't any news articles like popping out. It got uh it got it got canceled. Returned for a season 11 oh never mind <laughs> oh okay here we go in Enthusia- enthusiasm curbed says gold derby larry david snubbed by emmys for just the fourth time
1: wow but, okay
0: but they're, they're they're coming back for season 11 and i think they're going to be better than ever uh okay. for for the benefit of our listeners, I'm I'm going to stop just reading news articles uh, okay. and and move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So for for this last one, there there there, there are two two pieces of news. Uh, I, I I will read one, and you can either choose to react to it or say skip, and we will say nothing else about it. But then you will have to react to the next one. You want to play this okay. game? Let's play it. Okay. I don't.
1: I, I wasn't listening to the instructions, but I'll probably just say skip. But keep going.
0: I'm. I'll. I'll read the one that you will probably want to skip between. The okay.
1: Two. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh,
0: and this is where the crawdads sing, a very popular Ooh. book. Oh. Oh. Hello, is getting a movie produced by Reese Witherspoon's production company.
1: It. Of course, it was on her. It was on Reese's book club.
0: Yeah. Have Have you read it?
1: Uh, no, but my wife read it in December. So I'm, I'm familiar. She usually, um, can recite to me word for word, uh, you know, a book because she gets super into it and I, you know, I'm grateful for it cause then I don't have to read it.
0: Um, <laughs> like, have you read it? Uh, no, just the audio book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I read it. Great book. I I don't know how it's going to be adapted to film. I I, I feel like it's it, it, it it's a very solitary book, right? And 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 a lot of like the beauty of it comes from that that solace and and seeing someone engage with nature in a way that I I don't know will will be like if if an hour and a half of the movie is just a young woman silently boating around the, the, the North Carolina marsh. I, I, I don't know if that's going to get rave reviews, so we'll see. But good, good book. My wife read it as well. Recommended that I read it and I enjoyed Wait,
1: it. So, sorry, I, I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah. I, I may be mistaken, but this is the one that um, it, it's basically a, uh, oh, like a, a, a oh.
0: backstory. Can you hear me? I I I can hear you. I just want to make sure that there's no like spoilers coming.
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, I I I'm not going to spoil anything. I just I'm just trying okay. to get you okay. know plot synopsis. Sure. So uh, so, so th- this is the one where they give like the backstory behind the creatures singing in the Little Mermaid, uh, kiss the girl. Uh,
0: <laughs> just all, all all the birds and and.
1: Specifically the, the, like the, you know, the, the marine creatures, like, uh, like the crawdads.
0: Mm, Yes. Uh, On, on the, on the last page, it's a great, like cliff, cliffhanger ending. Um, it, it, it almost feels like Rogue One where one just seamlessly dovetails into the other because the, the, the last page says something about, um, out, out of nowhere, a bright red sea uh sea crab scuttles out of the water and you hear dare you see her" <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I I could that's I had it. I had to go watch the movie right then and there. Wow. And and then I watched Little Mermaid too and I was disappointed.
1: That's exactly what Grace told me happened. So, I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. For, uh, frankly, I'm I'm glad that we didn't get to uh get to the point where what what what's the seagull's name? Uh where where the seagull jumps in with his and I'll back away from the mic for this. Sha la la That'll be in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I I I know Reese and I'd, I'd bet I'd bet my salary that she she won't be able to resist throwing that into the movie. <laughs> All right, moving right on. Okay. Uh, um, you you've probably heard about this. So Universal and Scam. AMC theaters <laughs> just <laughs> don't care. <laughs> uh, Universal and AMC theaters had a. a a bit of a beef going uh, after Trolls World Tour was released in theaters and on demand simultaneously. And they talked about Mm. what a great success this was, blah, blah, blah. Um, Well, they they have officially squashed that beef and they've come to an agreement which states that the studio can put any movie on demand only after a 17-day run in theaters. So... So so there, there, there was a big discussion about if, if studios are just going to do on demand, how are theaters supposed to get their money? That's violating agreements that they have. And, and it appears that the studios and AMC have agreed we're going to have that opening weekend. So it drops Thursday night. And then it runs through that weekend and then another full two weeks at which point it will be available for video on demand. Uh, are, are you are, are you excited about this? Have you tried the video on demand experience? Do you think this is going to get you uh, to to stay home a little bit more frequently?
1: Have not tried video on demand. Um, I do not want to stay home more frequently.
0: I I I was really hoping you you had the furrowed brow and kind of that puzzled look on your face that you were just going to say skip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question yeah we're we're done with this um yeah I, anyway uh ought to be fun i i i'm kind of for it I, yeah. I i don't know how many times i'm gonna say hey let's let's wait a couple weeks and then pay you know 25 dollars. but for for like young families and everything I, I think this is a a great way for them to see movies without having to wait until like the Blu-ray drops.
1: Did they, did other states do like the movie pass thing? Or was that just a Utah thing?
0: Uh, like the company movie pass?
1: Yeah, I don't know if that was yeah. like a Utah, it was okay.
0: No, that, that, that was a nationwide thing. And for a while, it felt like the best kept secret in the world, just what, <laughs> yeah. what was it like $10 a month and unlimited, unlimited movies? movies? Yeah.
1: You're like, how are you guys even making money off this?
0: The, the history of movie pass is probably something that deserves its own like movie documentary biopic because it, 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 it was just incredibly fraught from, from beginning to end, uh, really, really, it, it, it was, it was just obvious that it was never going to work and they, they kept insisting that it would work and then they started to screw the customers over and. Anyway, yeah, my, my wife and I had a good six to nine month run where it's like, yeah, we'll just, you know, go go see a movie. If if we don't like it, whatever, you know, walk out. I, I I knew some people who would who would buy buy like a ticket to a movie uh and then just not go or or they'd like they'd buy a ticket just to get in to buy popcorn and then they'd leave. Uh, you know, just, just whatever. It was great.
1: I, uh, while you were saying that, um, when you first started your thought, you kind of froze up on my end a little bit and it, it appeared as if you were getting very emotional talking about your, your and Taylor's experience with movie pass. <sighs> it
0: was, it was good. It was good until it wasn't. <laughs> no uh yeah R- r.i.p movie pass but very very interesting if r.i.p yeah <laughs> R- r.i.p and peace to movie pass
1: they'll probably make a podcast about the person who made movie past mo- I- what movie past movie cast it is past now wait mo- what is it movie mo- Pass?
0: yeah mo- movie Pass. <laughs> p-a-s-s not p-a-s-t or p-a-s-s-e-d P-A-S-S, and, said...
1: <laughs> and then i said movie cast
0: you know movie cast um i i i would honestly love to hear like an oral history of of the rise and fall of movie pass who uh, made
1: movie pass oh stacy spikes and hammett wyatt of course uh, hammett Watt.
0: you 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 can see hammett's fingerprints all over movie pass i mean it's it, it's clear <laughs> total hammett move all right, let's get into our review for this week. This is okay. uh, th- this is District Nine. Uh, Ew. It is <laughs> just all right, bad movie. Um, yeah, so D- District Nine originally released in two thousand nine, which is crazy. I-, I thought this was like a twenty twelve movie, but uh, directed by Neil Blomkamp the the plot summary 30 years ago aliens arrive on earth not to conquer or give aid but to find refuge from their dying planet separated from humans in a south african area called district nine the aliens are managed by multinational united also known as mnu which is unconcerned with the aliens welfare but will do anything to master their advanced technology when a company field agent played by Shar Shar charlto copley Contracts a mysterious virus that begins to alter his DNA. There are only there's only one place he can hide. District Nine. Um, Skylar, very quickly, just quick thoughts out of a hundred. What what'd you think?
1: Uh, really liked the liked the film. Um, it had been a long time since I had seen it, and so I kind of forgot. Uh, I, f- I forgot honestly how violent it was. It was pretty violent. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it and I gave it an 81 out of a hundred.
0: Uh, cool. Yeah. So right off the top, I, I too was surprised by the amount of violence, some of which I think was almost for like comedic effect. Uh, but, but, but certainly pervasive violence throughout, uh, throughout the movie, uh it, it did, however, have a really great plot. I I I liked the kind of documentary found footage style of of the movie. Um I, I liked the, the 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 pretty apparent themes that that were that, that were presented throughout the movie. And I liked the the character evolution of Vicus. Uh mm-hmm. he yeah we'll 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 get into it but uh yeah i i liked it i gave this a 79 um and and we'll uh, again as we're kind of tracking the movie i'll I'll share a little bit more but i i found myself you know like in the 90s uh for the first 30 minutes or so of the movie uh as as we started watching vicus decompose in mm-hmm. front of us it got a little less enjoyable for me, uh, but I loved it. <laughs> I love watching him pull <laughs> that toenail out.
1: <laughs> oh, that was bad.
0: It, it was actually a thumbnail, uh, but <laughs> yeah, very, very, very grody. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. So I, I, I gave it. What did I say? Seventy nine,
1: uh, 89, What was it?
0: I, I I gave it 79? a seventy-nine. Yeah. Okay. It, it, okay. If it ended in a nine, I gave it a seventy-nine. Uh okay. So, so so the, the the movie starts, and we're we're kind of getting we're 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 thrown right into it, but we're being given some, uh, s- some historical context. So, and as I read previously, a couple decades ago, uh, this this alien ship just started hovering. It ca- kind of landed just outside of Johannesburg, South Africa. Nobody knew what was going on. They, they, they find out that these aliens are like starving, so they, they, they start to take care of them, put, put them in this area. Uh, but, but very quickly, there's a lot of resentment. Why are we taking care of aliens when we still have starving here? Uh, the District 9, as it's called, becomes more of a slum. And, and we, we begin the movie where Vickis, who is an employee of MNU, is, is tasked with getting these these aliens called prawns derivatively uh, uh, to to sign up and and, and seed their land where, where they're going to be placed 200 miles outside of Johannesburg Africa and South Africa and I, I I think pretty pretty early on we're, we're getting an idea of what what one of the major themes of this movie is kind of how we yeah how how we despise the poor how we like as as society no one is particularly interested in looking out for the welfare of refugees and and and, and some of the um some of kind of the black or gray markets that that can become pervasive as, as as there are populations of people who who were pushed toward extreme need. Uh what 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 did you think about this theme and just kind of the first chunk of the movie where we're getting these themes laid out pretty clearly.
1: Right. Um honestly, I I think without I I really liked um I liked how they played that into the story like I, the story itself could stand alone without, um, w- without those underlying themes. I think, and I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot more because it gives you know perspective in you know uh, an individual's perspective into uh, you know treatment of refugees, um, uh, like you said, illegal trafficking of of different kinds and uh i i i think that really factored into me giving it a score in the 80s otherwise it would have been much lower um but yeah i i thought it really added a lot to the film and it's very obvious like you were saying it's like it, it it's i don't think they try to hide it it's not it, it's not like very you know deep it's yeah. very much surface level in the theme of the film um
0: yeah. but yeah I, I I think that they they did a good job towing the line between uh, making it a very explicit plot point without being preachy or or, or, or like making you the viewer feel attacked uh, right you know it's like oh you, you don't know me like <laughs> it, 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 they they didn't make it any one person's problem. I, I guess is is what I'm saying like it, it, it was a societal ill. That, that that we could that we could look at, and this this movie, I think in any time there were any strong fingers pointed, it was usually toward like the wealthy elite and the giant corporations, and i mean who who doesn't love pointing the finger at at the shadowy corporation who's willing to strip their own employees down to the bone for in in, in pursuit of profit right. uh, I, I I liked how frenetic the 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 first 30 to 45 minutes of the movie was you you get that introduction and then immediately boom you're you're in uh vicus's cubicle and and he's he's a really likable guy uh when when the movie starts like you 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 just kind of like him uh he he has Mm -hmm. a good energy and and he's kind of being placed as a foil or, or or in contrast to the big military army guys uh, but 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 he's right alongside them and 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 you see them going into the slums going into district nine and and you see kind of some of the depravity on both sides <laughs> like on, on on the one hand the, the 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 prawns are just eating garbage and like right uh, you know they, they they seem kind of shifty but at at the same time you you see these uh, these soldiers just like, Blowing them to bits or or like Vickis, who you you feel some affinity towards uh, you, you, you see him start to do more and more shady things. Uh, you know, he, he's doing like illegal searches or he's he's trying to find ways to bust some of these uh, some of these prawns and at one point he's trying to hold out the the paper to To have it signed, and the prawn slaps it, and he says, "Okay, that yes. that, that was good." And and he shows his that little protege. Yeah, counts. yeah. He's like, "See that 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 um, yeah, yeah." So, I I I I liked that uh, that that energy, that pace. But but again, you, you start to kind of question whether Vickers is the great guy that uh, that that you think he is, and and then we get into where we're we're seeing seeing a little bit more of the lives of these aliens, and they're, they're they're hunting for like alien technology, and you don't really understand what what's going on. There's kind of that Breaking Bad scene where they've got like all the beakers and test tubes, and th- this stuff boils up, and like one drop, ee, bloop, and and goes in. <laughs> and
1: like finally, after aliens, twenty years, you got aliens cooking crystal. Yeah. <laughs>
0: V- Vickus comes in. Oh, th- this is very illegal. Very illegal. All of this. Uh, Many mi- demerits. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I'm like, there, there, there is this, this point in in kind of the first half of the movie where where I think things start to start to change a little bit. Like, D- District Nine is one of the only movies that I can think of where the aliens are like the good people Mm -hmm. uh especially like aliens that have come to earth like like they're the victims they're the they're the pitiable ones so uh, them them making this like crystal meth bomb you you start to kind of wonder uh like what what's going on you know
1: right um just going off kind of what you were talking about I think it's also interesting, like you you mentioned how how good of a character I, I think throughout the whole film, Vickis' character is really interesting um to the story. And, and on the on the flip side of that, it almost felt like lazy writing for you, you know, this guy who was the head I think his name was Kubas, Kubas, or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 head military whatever. Um, uh,
0: Ko- Koopa, Koopa Troopa.
1: Ko- uh, no. <laughs> I think it was King King Koopa. Um, <laughs> uh, but he he that writing almost seemed lazy to me in that, like he, he's very much he, he's a character you see in so many different films, right? Like right, he, he's in Avatar, he's in he's this you know macho meathead that's just has no regard for human life and 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 he even though he has people he answers to he's gonna take things into his own hands and so Mm -hmm. i i thought it was interesting to contrast the two where i thought vickis's character was so interesting throughout the whole film very relatable and this other guy who was very uh very i mean i mean he shows up a lot in other films and so not not this character specifically but uh. (laughs) kuba what
0: are you doing here (laughs) whoa kuba what he's in
1: uh (laughs) i don't even know another i can't name one other movie right now (laughs) he
0: he was in batman begins he he was part of the league of shadows
1: that's right. He was also in Kubo and the Two Strings.
0: Yes. It's <laughs> just a big bald Steve Austin looking guy.
1: Yeah, it's like animated and then you have one live action character. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I I uh I thought that that aspect of just the characters um were were interesting. And I, I mean, I'm trying to think like other than those two. Uh, the only other character that I felt had a really significant—I I mean, you could make arguments for the wife and the father-in-law, but the only other character was Christopher. I thought that really, yep. um, and the acting on Christopher's part was terrific.
0: Yeah, I I really really liked uh, Christopher. Uh, he he just—I don't know. I mean, I, I I think part of it was you you kind of go back and forth on how you feel about Vickus because on the one hand, he's, he's a likable guy, but then he starts doing like all of this really shady stuff and, and and you start feeling bad for like his victims who in in turn is Christopher. Uh, But then so so Vickus finds that, that little, like what, what looks like, I don't know, uh, like, bioweapon uh because c- he mm-hmm. sprays it gets it in his face and ugh. yeah and he's like okay uh <laughs> cut cut that cut that like we're we're not gonna put that in the documentary and
1: he, he, he's like oh what is this a really old gogurt <laughs> it's like black <laughs> black stuff all over his face <laughs>
0: um but, ugh, it, it is definitely spoiled uh <laughs> but yeah but but like th- then you know he he has like I, I can't imagine having a worse thirty-six hours than than what he experienced after after that. So so you start to kind of oh. feel bad for him be, because there there are even worse people. But 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 through all of it, through all of it, like start to finish, Christopher is just this incredibly upright, like moral compass bug uh, who like there, there are multiple times where Vickis does the cowardly thing at the expense of Christopher, but Christopher never does the cowardly or, or self-serving thing. He, he's always trying to, trying to help, uh, right. it, 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 even if he has to make some concessions. So yeah, uh, spe- speaking very quickly about like, so 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 Vicus got sprayed in the face, and, and we start to see like some weird stuff going on. He he gets burned on his arm, but you know feels fine. <laughs> and 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 then, and then he comes home, and and his wife greets him at the door, and the the lights are off. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, his wife is going to try and have a celebratory seduction to uh, to to you know, ring in his his new promotion, but then something even worse happens because after him trying to admit to his wife that he probably shat himself on the way home, <laughs> there's a surprise party. And they, they did what I felt a very good job of conveying the panic of needing to go to the bathroom and everyone wanting your, your undivided attention at a time. <laughs> Cause he just kept getting passed around the room and you see like beads of sweat, just Falling f- from his forehead, and he's like, "Yes, yes, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to you in a second, please." Oh, just very, very, very human moment,
1: and relatable. I think both you and I, um, at least the first few weeks in the Philippines, yeah. had moments that were uh, were were very relatable to vacases in that moment.
0: Fortunately for us, uh, mostly because of the radical shift in diet. It, when, when we were in the Philippines, we, we would have a feeling of like, I got to go to the bathroom right now. But if you wait five minutes, you're like, you know what? I don't need to, I don't need to poop for eight days. So uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of like a, a use it or lose it situation uh, for, for us. But yeah. And, and frankly, who, who hasn't had the occasional moment where while trying to cut their cake, they they vomit black oh. sludge oh. <laughs> all over the, the party spread.
1: The best part about that is he, he gets a little napkin and tries wiping up the cake. <laughs> and his wife's like, no, come on, we got to get you to a hospital or whatever. And he's just wiping the black smudge Sorry off, or the, about whatever that. sludge off of the cake. It's yeah. disgusting.
0: It, no it, one's it, touching
1: that. Those goodies after that.
0: It, it is disgusting. But again, an, another, another just, a tiny way that that they they try and show that that vickis is a good guy uh despite all the stuff you just saw so vickis gets uh carted off to the hospital and all, all of a sudden like his wife's in the waiting room they they start cutting the cast open Oof. and he's got like a tentacle arm and and they you you hear like the roar Bay Nine is locked down. All doctors <laughs> flee immediately. Everything is fine.
1: <laughs> Run for uh, your lives. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. No need to panic. Anyone who is an M employee, please vacate the premises immediately. No need to panic. <laughs> um, and, and and yeah. So so he gets thrown down to like level triple zero. Uh, put put on the gurney or whatever, and they 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 start to realize that because of his now hybrid dna of of prawn and human he he can use the weapons that the prawns came with that, that have been inaccessible to humans to this point um again brutal brutal scenes like y- you you have some very ewy stuff going on but but then the the, the scenes of him like uh <laughs> Just being be, being tortured into using these these things against like a, a, a crash test a pig, dummy, a pig. Yeah, and then a pig, and then finally a prawn. And he's like, I I, I won't pull the trigger. I won't pull the trigger. And then they zap him, and it, he like you know co- contracts and <clears throat> turns him to strawberry jelly.
1: Oof. Yeah. It's if any of you have ever. I mean, I, I'm hoping that most of you have watched the movie as you're following along but if you haven't and you're familiar with the old game duke nukem uh there were there were there were guns that would literally turn people to sludge just like uh this this gun did
0: i i've never heard of duke nukem in my entire life are you serious yeah what oh what was that for like 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 the the, the console the not your console comment. What, what was that comment for, Skylar?
1: What was that even for? I haven't even played the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I believe it was on, I want to say PlayStation, like the original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, I never owned it, but I had a neighbor friend who we would sneak over and play the rated M games at his house. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was a PlayStation game at the time.
0: Uh, you ready for this? Because Duke Nukem Forever came out on the PC in 2011, and Duke Nukem wow. Critical Mass came out for the Nintendo DS. What? Yeah.
1: I can't. Wow, that's pretty
0: shocking. In in, in 2008, it appears that John Cena was being uh, eyed to lead a Duke, Duke Nukem live-action movie. So He looks a lot like him. Yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled. Um but unlike Duke Nukem, uh v- Vickis was being tortured and eventually the the, the corporation including Vicus's father-in-law who is like the big bad in my eyes in, in this yes, movie. Very much. They they're, they're standing over him while while he's strapped to this gurney and he's like, "Please tell my wife I love her. Please tell her what's <laughs> happening to me." And they're like, "Hmm." Should we should should we try and basically like just strip him down to to the bone and and, and see if we can make weapons out of Oof. him and, and and the scientists are like yes we have to do it now there are billions of dollars on the line and they're like mm, all right let's do it okay you sold me yeah Ugh, billions, can you imagine you say.
1: can you imagine Taylor's dad doing that to you
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're listening. Yes, I can
0: imagine. <laughs> no, for- fortunately not. Um, I, uh, yeah, just what what a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, thing to feel. Anyway, he he uses his new super arm to to break out. tries to hide somewhere in Johannesburg, but there, there's like this whole media like taint blitz on, on him where everywhere he goes, he's plastered all over the TVs. There, there's a misinformation campaign about how he's like, he got this virus by having sex with the aliens too much and this and that he's like highly contagious. So he has to go into district nine. He, he runs back into Christopher who was none too pleased to see him and, uh, oh. and, and finds out that the canister that that he had was what was the fuel that they needed to not only get back up to the mothership, but but it had enough fuel to get them back to their home planet. So uh, they 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 kind of strike a bargain. Vickis says, "Christopher, if I can get you this, you'll uh, you'll you, you 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 can go home." But Christopher, in return, says, "I, I can fix you if we if we get to the uh, get to the ship." Did you did you believe that promise uh, when 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 you heard it? initially no right because
1: i mean they they hardly know each other we don't really know the character of christopher at this point right and it it seems like he would say anything just to try and get what he wants Mm -hmm. uh based on what we know from him so and and at this point still i don't think we really we don't have an accurate portrayal of what the prawns are like like i I feel like we understand their their uh, situation that they're in Mm-hmm. um and and then even the media in the film portrays them as like these savages that are going around killing people and all this right. stuff and they're gangsters they're doing illegal activity um but that and so because of the way they're portrayed up until that point, i mean it le- kind of leads you to believe that yeah this guy's gonna he's gonna a, a flip flop on uh, Vickis when he gets the chance
0: yeah what what was the cat food about by the way? Uh,
1: very small, like that had such a small and significant, uh, it was kind of weird that they even talked about the cat food thing.
0: I I kept thinking that it was going to come into play at some point. And, and I right. guess Vickis ate the cat food uh, for a little bit uh, until the human side of him was like, wait, this is disgusting. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I kept thinking that, it was going to be like like spinach for Popeye and and that when right. the inevitable battle came that the the prawns were just gonna <laughs> rip them to shreds after after ODing on on cat food. But you no know, <laughs> just a weird little detail. So I, I I told someone that I watched this movie uh and and they had a reaction that that I didn't at all. So what what was your what was your like what were your overall impressions of the CGI in this movie, particularly the design of the prawns?
1: Like the design or actually like the quality of the CG CGI. Uh, Give me both. Okay. Uh, I thought, I thought the, I I mean, I'm not one to criticize how someone is going to portray an alien because there are so many different, iterations of that that i'm like you know anything
0: like that that, is not accurate yeah that that looks like no alien i've ever seen
1: (laughs) um but honestly i thought the cgi for the time was was pretty good um i actually remember thinking that during some scenes where like it was better than some films that i feel like have come out recently that i i thought it was very good quality
0: yeah so I, I'm, I'm with you, I, I thought, especially again, 2009, which like, yeah. it, 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 was, it was 11 years ago, but in terms of CGI, that, that might as well be like 1850. Uh, right. It, it, I, I felt like it was very competently made. I, I kind of liked the, the prawns. I mean, they were, they, they were weird, but like just humanoid enough as to where you could like have a, mm-hmm. have a connection with them. Um, yeah, I, a, a, a friend of mine said that it was like the worst CGI that they'd ever seen. That mm. they hated the prawns. It like totally took them out of the movie, and I I, I just didn't feel the same way. Right. No. Yeah. I I also thought that Peter Jackson had directed this movie. I thought he was involved too somehow. So he was involved. He got a producer credit. Okay. And 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 for for some reason this movie felt kind of in the same vein as Mortal Engines. Mm, okay. uh, that, that super popular Peter Jackson movie that was released like in 2018, maybe 2019. I, I don't know. It, it, it just uh, so the, the, the actual director of, um, of District 9 also did Chappie. Which right. was also not, not 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 about an alien per se but like based in Johannesburg k- kind of the more uh, the, the, the more like slummy parts of of South Africa I'd say like th- this this director works with uh, with South Africa the way that the Safety brothers work with New York uh, the, okay. the Safty brothers who've done good time and uncut gems like a, a lot more interested in kind of the day to day, not not like what what happens in in polite society. It, anyway, right. Th- this is all a big uh, diversion, but yeah, I definitely thought that Peter Jackson directed this, and he did not, but he he helped out some. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, Vickus and Vickis and Christopher, they're they're working their way through. Um, try trying to get that back christopher sees like just the mutilated corpses of of his prawn brothers and sisters and and at that moment something kind of clicks like i can't i i can't leave my people here uh mm-hmm. i i've gotta i've gotta do something because they're very clearly just science experiments to right uh, to to our cruel captors and again like i I appreciate how 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 this movie was able to wrap a very like moral message into a movie that that didn't feel like it had you know there there's like senseless violence in in a lot of yeah. the scenes but but what one of the threads running through it was this what was this kind of nice uh moral center
1: yeah um I thought during this scene, I, I almost thought that Christopher was going to turn on Vicus, like right, a, and realize that oh, humans are bad guys, like all of them are, and I can't help this guy who who is, you know, I I just need to look out for myself and for my people rather mm-hmm. than, you know, rather than anyone who is good. Like I, I I just need to kind of kind of ditch the human race whole deal and 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 move on but um obviously ended up not being the case yeah um what one quick thing i actually was thinking about and i wanted your thoughts on so uh, i'm just gonna rewind a second here yeah so that that's that part of the film where um vickis is he first goes to the slums right so he leaves he, he's been uh, placed all over the news, and bad things have been said about him. His father-in-law's abandoned him. He's trying to get a hold of his wife, and like that—that uh, uh, that scene, like you—you you can, I—they I, very much. The director very much put me. Uh, in Vic's situation in terms of the like how he felt like it mm-hmm. was very like you feel alone right and and you're having to go into the, this place that's like to you like scary and and like that scene where he's sleeping in this abandoned uh uh prawn shack underneath some old cardboard boxes and stuff and yeah and i I thought that the director did a very good job of instilling like this um like this feeling of like des uh, like just being absolutely desperate and abandoned and uh not not many films i, I that i can think of um can can evoke feeling like that I, I that are not necessarily a positive feeling um how do i even say this like let me let me let me explain so in let's say like in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that feeling at the very end where Jack Nicholson is a vegetable, um, you you see that coming for quite a while where you realize that he is going to be alone and he uh, is, is having, he, he, like his life is being taken from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily one scene or or like a jump scare kind of thing that evokes those feelings in you. Yeah. But it's similar, I think, in, in, in district nine, where, um, the director does a good job of like instilling this fear in you that makes you really feel for Vickis during that, during that moment. And it's not like a, like I said, like, like it's not like the same thing, kind of like a jump scare where it's an immediate, I don't know, just puts you in the, in the feeling that, that mindset, but. It's a it's a gradual process. if yeah. that makes any sense.
0: No, it, d- definitely so. And and very very well said. I'm I'm actually to comment to that. Kind of going to jump toward the end of the movie. So if, okay, if if there's anything you want to talk about with like kind of the nope. big battle, uh, you know, nah, cool cool action.
1: Necessary.
0: Yeah, yep, cool action. I, That's it. <laughs> I I just um I I mentioned this before, but. Vicus at at nearly every turn did the self-serving thing and 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 it was interesting to me that even in the impenetrable impenetrable suit of armor he he chose to hop into that so that he could run away uh right and and, and christopher was about to get his bug brains blown out and then they he, he finally kind of comes to his senses and and decides, you know what? I've got to I've got to do this. And, and and as he's fighting off the Kuba uh, the and and and, <laughs> cu- cu- Cuba and the two string gang and and the Gombas. yeah, the, the Goombas. get out of here, Berto. Um, they <laughs> they it, it it becomes clear that in order for Christopher to get to the ship. Vickis is going to have to stay. Uh, he, he's going to have to beat back the, 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 the onslaught. And I don't know. At, at the point that he made the decision to stay, I didn't feel particularly bad for him, but what they did that I thought was really clever was as you see the, the, the infection or whatever you want to call it really kind of take hold of Vicus. like b- basically half of his face, Uh, as he's watching Christopher and Christopher's son lift up to the, to the spaceship, you, you can see that he's like starting to get the, the prawn eye and, and, and everything you're reminded of this sweet, mild mannered man that we knew at the beginning of the movie and, and him, doting on his wife and talking about how she was an angel and everything. Like it it was nearly one of those single teardrop moments for me where you, you start to remember the, the man that was lost and like, yes, he was a coward and yes, he, he was working for the wrong people, but, but deep down, there was this ultimately redeemable, very lovable man. And, and, and so I, I thought that that along with the, with, with the note from, from his wife, who at the beginning talked about how Vickis always made her homemade gifts because that, that meant more. And then she, she gets the, the, the metal roses and we see a prawn kind of building a, a, a metal rose in the, uh, in, in the, at or in the filth, uh, right. dump. You, you, you get the idea like that, that good vicus isn't Totally, totally lost to the world, and and that little arc, I, I think, really improved my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, it, I I was, I was trying to think of where I'd land on this, and, and like I said, I really liked the beginning. Didn't love the the, the middle for a number of reasons, but I, I thought that that at the end kind of uh, just tied tied up the movie nicely uh, in, in such a way as to where I was able to enjoy the full product more, more than I probably would have otherwise. Um, do you, do you want to hear my fan theory? Yeah, let's hear it. I, so, I, I was going to ask you about like the ambiguous ending.
1: Yeah. So, well, I, I don't even know if this is a fan theory about the ending of the film
0: Oh, it's just—it's um, it, it, a
1: fan—it's it, like it's a fan theory about Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> do
0: you, you want to hear my fan theory? Christopher and Vic is fallen in love.
1: <laughs> just no backing <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, okay, this is my fan theory, and, and this is going to be ridiculous because I just thought of it about ten minutes ago. But my so fan halfway theory through my is... last comment. <laughs> <laughs> after, after about 10 minutes of you talking, I... <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I spaced <laughs> out, and you were still started, talking, so I had some time to marinate.
1: <laughs> I started thinking about possible fan theories for this <laughs> Um. So this is my fan theory. I think that Christopher is actually, was a human... All right. that's not that's not supported because he has knowledge of a different planet <laughs> and knows how to use the ship um i, I just realized that's the flaw in my in, in my fan fan theory okay but, well, but Christopher is actually Chris Gardner from pursuit of happiness oh. <laughs> and his son is you know
0: yeah Jaden Chris Smith. His son
1: jaden his son is jaden smith
0: wow that so, is that that's profound yeah yeah they never got out of the slums and and it lines up perfectly i, th- I think timing wise yeah. wow yep so yeah that's who, who who knew that we were dealing with like a connected universe movie here
1: i pursuit of happiness very well maybe a prequel to district nine
0: yeah if if that were true it would be like uh when when you and i watched split and then at the very like the last 10 seconds it's like oh hey by the way this is a sequel to unbreakable <laughs> right yeah that
1: it, it's crazy yeah but you know it's been confirmed so
0: yeah who 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 are we to judge with, with peter jackson with, with...
1: confirmed it <laughs>
0: Uh, Peter, yeah, he he he's on the press tour for Desolation of Smaug. Uh, Peter, Peter, right here. Hey, uh, Peter, yeah, uh, I'm I'm from the New Zealand Inquirer. There, there's been a fan theory floating around that Christopher, the bug from District Nine, is is actually uh, Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. He's like, oh, you caught that, <laughs> did you? Wow, you're, you're you're the first person to bring that up.
1: I think Jaden Smith actually voices the little one. <laughs> He's like now, Jaden. Purr like a kitten.
0: Uh, all right. That that was District Nine. That got weird, but anyway, (laughs) moving on. Uh, that that was District Nine. Instead of a traditional top three, I, I I posed to Skylar that we do a top five alien draft. So this can be any alien from movies or TV, but it's got to be an alien, and, and and because we're doing this draft style, if it, if it's taken, it's off the board. Uh, last week we we had an eerily similar top three list, so I figured that to to wipe the slate clean, we're we're gonna do it where it's it's a zero sum game. Um, I, I figure no, normally we would do this like a snake style draft, but because there's only two of us i don't think it would be very fun for one person to pick the first one and then we just go two 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 so (laughs) right i I, uh as as a gentleman i'll just give you the first pick and we'll just go bing 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 one one after the other what 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 is your first alien off the board
1: am i how many am i drafting
0: uh five in total five okay yeah
1: okay so uh, I don't think this can be argued who the greatest alien of all time is. I'm gonna go with the Xenomorph.
0: Ooh, all right. Is that on your list? Uh, it, it, it was, it, it was on, on, on the big board. Okay, okay. Uh, it, it was on the big board. All right. Um, all right, my, my first choice, I- Does Yoda I,
1: count as an alien?
0: My my first choice. I I I gotta reach up and grab my guy. Um I'm I'm going with the Wookie from Kashyyyk. Everyone knows him as Chewbacca. Wow. Um Chewbacca is quite possibly my favorite my, my favorite character in Star Wars. He's he he's been there the whole time. Heart of gold. Um and at his his life starting in the sequel trilogy was just an unending tragedy, but, uh, got, gotta love it. You know, you, you just, you got to reach up and get your guy sometimes. And mine is Chewbacca number one pick. All
1: right. Well, I didn't even consider star Wars for this, but (laughs) star Uh Wars, star Wars considering like being that being considered, like you could draft anyone.
0: I, I, I was honestly thinking like, I was like, well, I mean, Han Solo's a Corellian, like yeah. that's not from Earth. I, I I guess to to try non, and
1: non-human,
0: right? To to, okay. to try and rein it in a little, we'll just say non-humanoid uh, aliens.
1: And, and I'm sure that our fans are tired. Uh, our huge fan base are they're they're probably tired of me talking about Star Wars. I know my wife is. Um, she actually made uh, made that very clear to me recently. So. I will, I'm will. i going to stray from Star Wars for this list. And I'm going to go, <laughs> my second pick is going to be ALF.
0: Oh, boy. I, I, I thought that I was going to be able to grab ALF <laughs> a, a little bit later in the proceedings. But, uh, again, so, sometimes you just got to reach up and get your guy. I think I'm going to get all five of mine. Because I know two of these you're not going to have.
1: I think I'm going to get all three of them.
0: I hope so, because that means that I'm gonna get my people. Um I, I I need I need to start thinking matchups. I I need I need to see how my list will square with yours. So to try and counteract your pick in the first round, I'm gonna take the predator, uh okay. second round, master Fair. hunter, uh sick dreads, yep, giant forehead, got the little <laughs> pincer teeth, um and, and, and can, can see with heat vision. So,
1: yeah. And I'm pretty sure Predator kills the alien in Alien versus Predator. The xenomorph I, I, gets killed.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Because it, it, Alien versus Predator for a long time was the only movie in either franchise that I had seen. Uh, I, I watched it a lot as a kid. And Predator in that movie is kind of cast as, like, the good one. Cause, right. Because, like frankly how do you make alien redeemable in any way like the the, the xenomorph (laughs) hey your elevator teeth are pretty cute
1: (laughs) the scariest video game of all time there's a game called alien come on (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh what is it called alien um okay i i i I know I'm dragging. Oh, isolation, Alien Isolation. Hmm. So basically, you go up to the ship, the original ship that you know Ripley was on. Wait, Rip, Ridley, Rip. I can't remember her name. Sigourney Weaver's character
0: mm-hmm. was
1: on in the first Alien film. You go up as her niece, I think, and you're on this ship alone with the alien. And, and like, whenever the alien shows up, you have to like try and hide. And like oh, throw can gosh. throw cans across the room to get the alien to like scurry and chase it, and it's it's pretty scary. But
0: throw throw, throw cat food to try and feed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it turns out it's just Christopher.
0: <laughs> he he didn't make it to his home planet. <laughs> okay, all right. Your uh, your your selection three. for the third round.
1: Number three is this is kind of a cheat. I'm cheating a little bit because it's more than one, but it counts as one. Okay. I'm going with the little green men from Toy Story. Oh, man. Yes. Yes.
0: <sighs> All right. Um, I, I, I was worried that that might be, might, might be on your list. This- that, was,
1: that was the only one that I was like, okay, I think this might be on Davis's list, so I got to snatch it up.
0: Okay. Um I'm I'm pretty certain that all but one on on the rest of my big board will will not be touched by yours. So I I got to go um I, I I was hoping to make this more of a late round steal, but I got to get him the the electronic turtle himself, ET. Uh oh. Got to yeah. Got to have it. We, did we,
1: I, we, I didn't even think of E.T. We,
0: we talked about him last episode. <laughs> uh, for the fourth round, I'm taking Mac for Mac and me. Uh, <laughs> no, we, 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 we talked about him and yeah, got, got to get him. And I, I, I've, got, I, I've got him locked up for a Reese's Pieces deal, uh, sponsorship deal <laughs> from now until 2025. So hopefully he'll be happy on our squad. All right, fourth round. You got two more picks. Fourth round. I'm going with Marvin the Martian, the Looney Tune. All right, good pick. Uh, did, did Marvin have any, like, superpowers or, or anything? I, I know he had, like, a gun, yeah. Yep. I, I didn't know if that gun could do anything I, other than, I like, don't kill. I don't think he
1: had powers, but I may be mistaken. I'm I'm pretty sure he did not, though. I'm going to leave that up to our corrections corner to fix <laughs> us on that. I'm not going to look it up.
0: All right. Um, for my fourth pick, I, 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 I need some levity on my on my squad. Um, so I'm going to go with Pleakley from, uh, from Lilo and Stitch. Pleakley mm. was the cross-dressing, one-eyed alien who <laughs> I really like. Uh, probably a reach, but but sometimes you just got to get your guy. I think I've said that like 10 times in this draft, but (laughs) seems like always, uh, yeah, this is your final pick. If, uh, how how about this? We'll, we'll, we'll both do our final pick. And then if there are any like honorable mentions that you want to throw out there.
1: All right. My fifth pick, um, is Dennis Rodman from men in black oh! at, at the very end, they make mention of Dennis Rodman being an alien. So
0: what a workaround. <laughs> um, okay. At, at, at this point, I'm trying to decide whether I go for the more iconic alien or the one that I would kind of want more on my squad. Um, I'm. I I gotta do it. I'm 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 gonna grab the aliens from Arrival. Uh, they're very okay. nice. They are. They they can like teach you a language that helps you see the future. <laughs> uh, so that's a a distinct advantage. I feel that is that's a plus. um yeah. So that that that's that's our squad. A couple. Couple honorable mentions that I wanted to throw out. I, honestly, I'm already kicking myself that I didn't just grab Baby Yoda. Um, yeah. The 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 other alien that I wanted to throw on my list were the aliens from Mars Attacks. Uh, mm, really yes. memorable costume design. Yep. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun. Oh. Uh, and. I, I was also going to do Mork, uh, uh, Robin Williams. I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to try adding Air Bud. <laughs> now hear me out. Okay, is this a fan theory? There's no way that that was a real dog. Uh, like, 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 are, like, are like you a, talking a about human... in, in the original Air Bud? I, I'm I'm talking about throughout the Air Bud franchise. So, okay, in, in in the original Air Bud, he he boops a basketball into the hoop. Mm-hmm. Feasible, feasible. Yes. By the time that <laughs> that that we get to Air Bud's seventh inning fetch, he has been named the World Series MVP. <laughs> and, 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 and and this is. This is after he has... Puppies in Space? No, not Puppies in Space yet. Air, Air Buddies I'm treating is a totally different franchise. Okay. Are those but, his kids though? What's that? Are those his I, children? I, I, I don't know if they're his kids. They might be aliens from the same planet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there, there's Air Bud. You've got, you, you've got Air Bud Spikes Back, which is a volleyball movie. Uh, he's very proficient at... At volleyball, you've got Air Bud, Golden Receiver, uh, football. Uh, anyway, the, the the list goes on. I, I I wanted to throw Air Bud out there very quickly okay. uh, before we get to your honorable mentions. I just want to I, I want to put a plug out there for an article on the Ringer called the Air Blood, Air Bud plausibility rankings. It's probably my favorite uh, article on the internet. So look that up.
1: Did did we talk about the article that it's rating the comfortability of seats in the Jedi throne yes. room the council chamber? <laughs> okay, actually, it was a video. I don't think it was an article, but. Uh, are is that is that your honorable mention list? Are y'all done with that?
0: Yes. Yeah. Th- th- those were those were some of the ones remaining.
1: All right. My the only one I can think of is Christopher Lloyd from My Favorite Martian.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, who, who could forget him?
1: I think Christopher Lloyd actually might be an alien.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's, I, I'm, I'm not putting it outside the realm of possibility. That, that, that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Th- this was fun. Okay. I, I, that was I, good. I, I, I don't think we'll do the, the draft every time, but uh, ho- hopefully when, when we get to things that have a little bit more, leeway we'll uh we'll, we'll bust this out every now and again okay sounds um, good okay so for next week I, D- district nine was like pretty intense and and, and i yeah. feel like we have we've done quite a few like yeah intense movies. Agre- we we got my wife would appreciate a break well so so we we got a a suggestion from oh. from a listener yeah all right uh someone so someone messaged us and said, review a rom-com for the ladies in the back to add to the genre collection throughout okay. a few ideas. We've got The Notebook, P.S. I Love You, The Lake House, While You Were Sleeping. Uh, and and, and th- those are just the ones that are kind of out there. Uh, right. is, there is there any, shall we say, rom-com uh, that, you, that, that you would want to review?
1: I would prefer to do one that I haven't seen. I, I'm just gonna say this right now, my favorite rom-com of all time is Fever Pitch. I love Fever Pitch, um, but that being said, I would love to do one that I have not seen yet. All right. And you mentioned a few on that list, so I, I'd be happy to do one of those.
0: How about this, have, have you seen While You Were Sleeping? I have not. Neither have I, uh, and okay. it's on Disney Plus. Why, why don't we do that one? All right, that sounds good. All right, cool. Who, Who's in that one, is that, is that Meg Ryan? Sandra Bullock and Peter oh, okay. Gallagher.
1: Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Uh and oh wait, Peter Gallagher might not be the uh I I B- Bill Pullman is also in the movie. I I I don't know who's in love with who, but Okay. Uh anyway, yeah, let's let's do that one. And and again, hopefully hopefully it can be a little bit lighter uh next week. Yes. And uh And and then we'll get back into something, you know, rough, tough and tumble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All All right. right. Um, Well, I I think that's it for for us. So thank you for listening. We'll we'll see you next week with uh, While You Were Sleeping. And until then, stay zippy. See ya.